Here's my five minute fix for dealing with kids with home behavior issues. And I'm talking about the kids that will punch holes in the walls, the ones that will jump in your face, the ones that will cuss you out, the ones that will destroy your property. The first thing you're gonna have to learn how to do before you can deal with that kid, you're gonna have to learn to fix yourself. I had to learn that I could not raise the kids the way I was raised. I don't know what it is to be in an abusive home. Did my mother ever yell at me? Of course she did. But I don't think my mother's discipline came from a place of pain like some of the kids that are in care. We had money coming up. I don't know what it is to be hungry. I don't know what it is to come home and the lights are turned off. I don't know what it is to have an eviction notice on my front door when I get home. I didn't experience any of that as a kid. Substance abuse, nobody in my home coming up had a drug problem. I didn't have to deal with someone being an alcoholic. I didn't have to deal with any of those things. So when you're dealing with one of these kids, Everything has to come from a place of compassion. When you talk to the kids, as the adult, you have to be the one that remain calm all the time. Because if you notice, it's really hard to argue with a person if you're calm and that person is going off or through the roof. If you remain calm, I think it's easier to calm them down. If you have a kid that you know he's gonna punch a hole in the wall, put him in the car, take him to the park. If you know you have a kid that soon as he hit that front door after he get off that school bus, if you address what happened at school with him, he's gonna go off, wait. Cause you know, he's already expecting you to do that anyway. Don't do it when he get home from school. Wait a little while before you address it with him. I'm telling you guys, some of the techniques I learned, it was very early on. I had taken one of my kids to a therapist session and his therapist said, after I'm done with him, I want to have a 15 minute session with you. I was thinking a 15 minute session with me, there's nothing wrong with me, deal with him and his issues. But I did not know it at the time, but that was one of the best things that could have happened to me. In that first session, she was like, I need you to pull off of him a little bit. And I told her, I'm not going to have a kid living in my home telling me what he is and ain't going to do. That's just not going to happen. She said to me, if you were on your job and an employee came in and they were kind of like upset with you and they started going off, what would you do? So I would remain calm because I know if they take it too far, that person is going to get fired. She said, I just need you to do that at home. A light went off. And that's when I started calming myself down before I approached the kids. Sometimes in the midst of that argument, where you're calm, you're going to have to say to that kid, you know I really care about you and I really want you here. Because the kids are used to people throwing them out as soon as they start acting up. They move them to another home and they have to start all over again. Sometimes in the midst of an argument, 
you really have to nurture. That's the time you're going to have to put your arms around them, calm them down, and just talk about all their great points. Hey, you know, you cleaned your room. You've been taking out the trash without me saying anything to you. You've been getting up to go to school on time. You brought that D up to a C. Positive energy. You need so much positive energy with the kids. You need to encourage. It's your job to lift them up every single day. Even in the midst of them acting like a real butthole sometimes, you're going to have to dig deep in that place and somewhere inside your soul and continue to lift them up. And another thing you're going to have to learn how to do is to stop calling everybody every time something happens. You're calling the social worker. You're calling, if you're with a private agency, you're calling the case manager. Sometimes you're going to have to let the kid know, hey, we're going to keep this little situation between us. It's nothing major. Nobody died. Nobody got stabbed. Just keep it between you and him. Just to make the kid feel like you got his back on this situation. That's all you're doing. This is why the kids are moving from place to place. Because nobody is taking the time to invest in them. Nobody is taking the time to fix a minor problem, a minor issue. Most foster parents want great kids. But if you're a foster parent, 90% of the time, you're going to get a kid with some issues. You're going to have to treat that kid like a new puppy. (laughs) You know a new puppy has to be trained for the first two months. It's an everyday thing this is why most of us don't have pets because we don't want to take the time to train that little puppy i'm not saying that every kid that moves into your home it's going to work out because some kids are just so severely traumatized they need a stronger level of care than you are offering in your home i had a kid that lived in my home for two months and he refused to go to school He would leave the home and he would never get on the bus. There are going to be some kids, all the techniques in the world will not help you get along with that kid. Not every kid placed in your home is going to be able to stay because some kids are just so severely traumatized that they need a high level of care. I've been doing this for 11 years, but there have been some kids that I'm like, hey, it's not working out. I'm throwing all my techniques. I'm, you know, I'm being cool, calm and collected all the time, but nothing is working. And you need to learn to know when to walk away. I care about the kids, but just know I don't owe any kid anything. If you want to find the person that owes you something, go and find your mama and your daddy. Your grandmama don't owe you anything. Your aunts and uncles don't owe you anything. It would be nice if they stepped up to the plate. My niece and nephews can definitely count on me because I'm that type of uncle. My son know he can count on me because I'm a loving father. I love him to life and I will do everything in my power 
to support him in every way I can. The family of 20, 30 years ago, those families are gone. Those families where everybody would take care of everybody. If mom and dad didn't do what they needed to do, aunts and uncles would come in and, you know, step up to the plate and take care of their kids. Um, grandparents uh, raising kids. Um, those families are gone. And I don't think we're going to ever see them again. Just remember when it comes to these kids and care to treat them with love, dignity, and respect. I'm the Urban Foster Dad, and that's my five-minute fix. You are listening to the Urban Foster Dad podcast. Leave a comment, ask questions, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.